Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your ass. Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back up my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. All right, man, lace those gloves up tight and meet me in the middle of the cage because it's time to fight. GSP is back, sort of. He's going to grapple on UFC Fight Pass in his prime. I think a prime Khabib beats a prime GSP. You going to fight me? Yeah, I mean, naturally bigger, didn't really have a weakness. Um well, I think Khabib striking was probably better than we thought. I mean, GSP just felt like he outthought everybody in the time that he stepped into the octagon. Like, he was just ahead of his time. So, I mean, maybe you're of the the mindset that, you know, Khabib was going to catch up to him. I mean, we did see him have very close fights with, like, Johnny Hendricks by the end of his career. But I, I think a prime, prime GSP before he was thinking of getting out, I, I just find that he would have gotten away to get three out of five rounds against him. Are you sure, though? Because you just mentioned it. Like, a prime GSP, we all know that Johnny Hendricks beat him. We all know that, I mean, technically, GSP won the fight, but I've rewatched that a handful of times. I think Johnny Hendricks won that fight pretty clearly. We know that GSP lost in the biggest upset, probably in the history of fighting, the night that he went down to Matt Sarah. Khabib never had those type of things. I mean, you could say that Khabib fought his entire career and basically lost a round. One time. So I just think if you're talking about at their peak, I think I, I'm not saying Khabib dominates him or anything like that. I just think he wins the fight. But we agree to disagree. Um, speaking of Conor McGregor, his team finally won a, uh, a fight in the Ultimate Fighter. So congratulations. Uh, you're going to fight me if I Conor. say, huh? congratulations. Yeah, standing up for Conor. Way to go, dude. Way to finally, I mean, how embarrassing has this entire thing been? Um, we talk a lot about Connor. He's the biggest star in the history of the sport. That being said, you're going to fight me if I say I'm ready for him to go away. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm ready for him to go away. and Just wash our hands of this whole Connor McGregor thing. I don't like it anymore. Um, I don't disagree with some of the stuff you said. Like, you know, everything seems like that he's doing has been cheesy or cringeworthy. Super cool. Uh, certainly has been in plenty of things for the wrong headlines and all that type of stuff. The the legal issues, all that stuff hasn't been great. That being said, um, you know, when Conor McGregor fight week comes around, if it ever comes around against Michael Chandler, no, I think we'll be hyped for it. I'm excited for it. I do. And honestly, Sean, more than anything – it's not really so much about the talk. I think, you know, I'm curious to see, can this guy do it? What does he look like anymore? Does this guy have anything left in the tank, or is he just a complete shell of himself? Can he come back from injury? What weight class can he fight at? So I am genuinely curious to see what that looks like. So that that intrigue for me uh, has me fighting you on this topic. As a fan, though, BT, and, you, and you've been with your wife forever, right? You guys have known each other forever, so it's a little bit different. But it feels like a relationship. I'm talking about my fandom with Conor McGregor that started off as this great, healthy relationship. I was putting his posters up, and I loved everything that he did, and I wanted to get the fake tattoo that he had across my chest, and I'd bet on him. And then it's been a while now since he's been cool or fun or good or active. 
I just don't really see any point in pretending like he's still that same guy. The relationship's over, man. He's not that same guy. But I do think that if there's one thing that we like in sports, you know, more than the rise, it is the comeback. It is the the era nostalgia. It is seeing that moment. I mean, like last night, Messi made his debut for Inter Miami, you know, and even in the twilight of his career, the guy can summon greatness. I don't know if Conor McGregor can do that anymore. Uh, and it's certainly Messi has a beloved factor more so than Connor does, I think, right now. But I, I, I think that we're always curious. We want to know, can he summon it again? I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy, but I just know that whatever happens that fight now, whatever it tunes in for, yeah, I'm going to be intrigued to see what, what that guy looks like stepping into the cage one more time. Yeah, that Messi set piece in the 94th minute last night was unbelievable. In fact, friend of the show and... You can often hear him here on the BetQL Network. Jim Rodriguez, J-Rod, tweeted out that that Messi goal was a top five all-time Miami sports moment. I don't know. You're in Miami. You going to fight J-Rod on that one? It's a terrible take by him. Is it? Yeah. What? What is he talking? No. No, it's not. What is he talking? I mean, they weren't even taking on an MLS team. Like, Cruz Azul, they, you're saying that's better than... The shot, Edgar Renteria's game winner. You're saying that's better than uh, you're saying that's better than Dwayne Wade game four. You're saying that's better than uh, Alex Gonzalez walk off home run in the World Series. You're saying that's better than you know Dan Marino fake spike play. What, what, shut up. What are we talking about, Jim? That's a ridiculous take by you, dude. And, and I think and, and I think that that countdown tells us that. It's probably the sixth greatest moment in Miami sports history. Jimmy I mean, Butler, on, Jimmy Butler in the finals. Jimmy Butler game six in Boston. Jimmy Butler fifty six. Jimmy Butler has five moments better than that than that was last <laughs> night. I don't know why you're so anti soccer. Can't you just be That's happy? A terrible take. What is that? You mean oh, Muhammad Cassius Clay winning the heavyweight championship in Miami is a, is a better mo- Miami moment than Messi. And by the way, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not a big soccer expert. He flopped Football, to get that, right? Yeah. Like, uh, he, he flopped to get that, that set piece, right? Like, I mean, That's the game. That's the game. Uh, I think, by the way, not that you asked me, but my favorite Miami sports moment was when the Chiefs beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers down there in Miami a few years ago. Uh Speaking of a little football, the Madden ratings are out. I think there would be two UFC fighters if we did 99 rating like they do in Madden that would get the 99. John Jones, Alexander Volkanovsky. You going to fight me? Should anybody else get a 99? Ooh. Stylebender's got to get a 99, no? Like, no way. So, that's, See, it's why? That. I was arguing this with my friend earlier. What are we talking about now? He's lost multiple times at multiple weight classes. You can't put him at a 99. He's like a 96. If you want to say no, Islam is a 99, I'd listen to it. Really? You think that Islam's more worthy of a 99 than Israel Adesanya for all the title defenses that guy's had? Wiped his division out twice? You think Islam with his one title defense against a featherweight is, is more worthy of a 99? I would just say a 99 is as close to perfect, 100, as you could possibly be. And we've seen 
in the case of John Jones, as close to a perfect fighter record-wise, eyeball-wise, as you could possibly have. I think we'd say the same thing at this point about Alexander Volkanovsky, where even when he loses, like his last fight against Islam, you could argue that he won. And I love Israel Adesanya. He's come on the show before. I've got his poster right behind me right now. But he ain't in that same class anymore, dude. He's like a 96 at best, which isn't bad. Yeah, that's- that's that's a what dude what I mean what are we talking about this guy like is still like he just had this sick knockout like you you really feel like he's on the decline because he in a flash got clipped one time I mean John Jones arguably took a worse beating against Tiago Santos in his fight yeah he got his hand raised good for him but like I saw John Jones show more vulnerability than Izzy Adesanya did taking one big knockout punch this would be fun, though, to go up and down fighters. Like, now I'm curious what you would rank these guys. Like, all right, now that Usman's got a couple of losses, what do you give him? Um, yeah, like, Usman, I would go, like, a 96 because he just, you know, he he lost to, to Leon, um, but lost to You're Leon. Too easy of a grader, lost to Leon dog. multiple times. You're too easy of a what do you think Usman's he should be? Not, he's a 92. He's a 92. Oh, he you're, be you're a high. He might you're be a 93. All right, we move on. Um, Patty Pimblett had a Q&A this week. You're going to fight me if I say, that dude's just an average fighter. The UFC tried to make him be this next guy overseas that can talk and fight. He's basically Darren Till. You going to fight me? Um, I don't know yet. I can't, you know, I'd like to have more data on it. I will say, like, his last fight, I think I agree with people who thought that Jared Gordon should have gotten the nod over him. And Jared Gordon is not, like, this world beater. You know, do I think he's Darren Till? I mean, Darren Till did get a chance to fight for the title. So, you know, is he ever going to get there? I don't know. I I, I think for me, I would say probably he's overrated. But I do think that there's still some chances to prove that he can get there. Like, he's not cooked yet. When Till fought Woodley for the title that you're referring to, if you're being honest with yourself, isn't that the last time both guys were good or relevant? Pretty much. And honestly, I think Colby probably should have been able to just fight for the title. I don't even know if Darren Till should have gotten that title fight. Very weird situation to have uh, them delay that. And then, uh, and then you know, all hell kind of broke loose for both careers, yeah. We'll see if one day Till can find his way back into the UFC. I don't know if Ronda Rousey ever does come back. Maybe it's a rumor. Maybe I made it up. Who knows? But if she does... I think it'd be the biggest comeback in the history of the UFC. You going to fight me? Uh, I don't know. Holly Holm. You know, Holly Holm. I'll give you an opponent. That's her comeback opponent. That's a good fight. The thing that I wonder about, Sean, is like I felt like her exit, I don't feel like she got the respect on the way out. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know – if there is this, like, even with their Ronda Rousey rumors, which you, I think, single-handedly made up. I might um, I don't feel like it's been that great of, oh, well, I couldn't wait to see Ronda come back because I felt like she left with a little bit of bitterness towards the sport. You know, I feel like the exit was just so, you know, it was just, they were just such blowout fights, right? The way she lost to Holly and the way she lost to Amanda – I think people would just be like, all right, I think honestly the fight that would make it work would be Tate because they actually hate each other. So there needs to be some kind of a grudge match. But 
you know, they're both past their prime. So I don't know how much buzz there would be for it. I think the public perception is somewhat back on Ronda Rousey. Like, yeah, when she lost and then the way that she handled the loss and she came back against Amanda and was bitter. But I believe that she's a top three when it comes to moneymaker for the WWE. So it's not like she's just part of the promotion. She is one of the cash cows. So I think if she came back, everybody would be watching. All right, let's switch gears for a minute and talk a little NFL because NFL training camps have opened up. Uh, you're going to fight me if I say the Miami Dolphins, still not as good as the Buffalo Bills. Going to fight you hard on this one, dude. I don't think the first of all, they played three games last year. All three games were decided by one score. I mean, super, super close. One of them had Skylar Thompson in a quarterback in a playoff game who he basically handed the Bills the football game. I don't think they're that far off. The other thing with the Bills that scares me, their quarterback and their wide receiver hate each other's guts. And then you have this whole Josh Allen thing where he's like, oh, I need to be a different quarterback now. I can't run as much. I'm like, oh, you better because you're not that accurate. So you better <laughs> run. You, you better start running. Like, don't tell me you're going to stop running, dude, because that kind of kills you as a QB. So, no, I think I think things are set up for the Dolphins to, to go win this division. I say that, yes, with homerism in my heart. But also, I do think that things are lined up for them a lot better than they are for the Bills just based on drama and things that Josh Allen has coming out of his fat mouth. Well, I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your backside down there on South Beach. I think there's a chance that Tua is a better quarterback going forward than Josh Allen, as long as he stays healthy. And with Josh Allen, I mean, what do you have last year? 20-something turnovers. I think it was 23 or something like that. You're not going to win a Super Bowl if your quarterback's turning the ball over like that. So I, th I think I'm with you. I think that Miami actually – has a shot, and they're starting to gain some public traction. Let's stay out there in the AFC East, where obviously the biggest move in the offseason, Aaron Rodgers, is now a New York Jet. Are you going to fight me if I say, I think it's more likely that they completely miss the playoffs than make a deep playoff run? I am not a believer in the Jets. No, not a believer in the Jets either, either because they're the Jets. I mean, like, it just feels like, you know, Aaron Rodgers in a big media market, He's old. He likes to do shrooms. I don't know, man. It just feels like it's going it, to – that's another one. Feel like it could be a Molotov cocktail of disaster. They don't want to be on hard knocks. They're being forced to be in hard knocks, which is super soft. Oh, we don't want to be in hard knocks. Oh. I'll, I'll throw it right back to you. If Patrick Mahomes could get followed by Netflix for the entire year and win the Super Bowl, I think the Jets could be okay for three weeks. You know, like it's so silly. Oh, we don't want to be on hard knocks. It's such a soft thing by football teams that they can't deal with some cameras around them. It feels like fans of Aaron Rodgers are only in Green Bay and New York. I can't imagine, like, it, these days, any random fan being like, you know what, I like that guy. And I'm talking about off the field. And it's because of stuff like you just mentioned. You have a problem with hard knocks being there, dude? Of all the issues that are going on right now, extra cameras in New York are going to bother yeah. you? So... Yeah, I'm, you want to host I'm, I'm, Jet. You want to host Jeopardy, and you can't. You can't have a reality show around you for a month. Boo hoo. You, sir, are no Alex Trebek. That is Brendan Tobin. I'm the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. Coming up next, we talk a little bit more fighting because this week, man, we had tons of fights announced, and there's one that I'm looking at that I guarantee a certain guy wins the fight. I'll tell you who that is on the other side. Keep it locked in right here. Tapped out on the BetQL Network.